As Christians, we believe that the resurrection is not just a historical event concerning Jesus, but also a promise of a future event for you and I. Because we believe that where Jesus has gone first, those who believe in him shall follow after. That one day we too shall rise from the dead. And so Jesus' resurrection teaches us something about our future. What will it be like to rise from the dead? What will it be like to live in heaven? Well, we don't know exactly all of the details, but we do know some things. Jesus' risen body is a real body. As we heard in other resurrection gospels during this week, he is not a ghost. He says, hand me a piece of fish, and he ate it in front of them, and he says, can a ghost eat fish? He says to Thomas today, put your fingers in the nail marks in my hand. Put your hand into my side. He has a real body. He's not a ghost or a spirit or a memory. He is truly risen from the dead. And so we understand that our body in heaven will be a true body, real flesh. And yet our body will be different. Jesus' body was different. So much so that they didn't really recognize him the first time they encountered him. The disciples on the road to Emmaus didn't recognize him right away. Mary Magdalene didn't recognize him right away. The rest of the apostles in Galilee, out on their fishing boat, didn't recognize him right away. This might seem strange to us, but a lot of us have had that experience as well, especially if you are old or if you've met an old person. So that should cover most people. Because if you are old enough to have watched someone else grow up, you realize that the little person version of themselves is almost unrecognizable when you meet the adult version of that person. I myself was a short, skinny, blonde boy once upon a time. Unrecognizable. Now that short, skinny, blonde boy, that was really me. That was really my body. And this is really me, really my body. But there's been a dramatic transformation. In some ways for the better, in some ways not so much. And so we can wrap our minds around that. If you haven't seen someone in a long time, they might be unrecognizable to you. There might have been a dramatic transformation. And yet, with closer inspection, you see it's really the same person. You can recognize those characteristics, those features after all. Think of Jesus' resurrection as the next level of that. A dramatic transformation indeed. So much so that the people who knew him best didn't quite recognize him at first. But eventually... They found the one that they had always known. They realized it was him. So we say that our body in the resurrection will be glorified. It'll be made better. I'm going to look fantastic in the resurrection. And so are you. 
perfect bodies, no longer subject to disease or decay or injury, no longer bound by space or time. John includes a few details about that, too, very intentionally. On the evening of the first day of the week, that's Easter, when the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood in their midst. Jesus has a kind of body that can pass through doors. He's not bound by space and time. He can disappear from their midst, as he did at Emmaus. Now a week later, that's this Sunday, his disciples were again inside, and Jesus came, although the doors were locked. We're going to look great, and we're going to be able to do anything. No longer bound by space or time, made perfect. No longer subject to disease, illness, or decay. This is the glory that awaits us in our resurrection. Do we know all the details? No, but we do know some. And we're encouraged to reflect on those during the Easter season. But here's another interesting detail that John includes. Even in his glorified body, Jesus has the wounds of the crucifixion. And wounds are not something that we associate with perfection, right? At least on a shallow level that we're all subject to on first instinct. When we think a little bit deeper, we realize that wounds or scars don't make a body any less glorious. But our gut reaction is to say, oh, that scar, that's less than perfect. The proportions are just off on their face. That's unfortunate. Look at that crooked nose. No one would say to someone with a broken arm, that body is perfect. Or if they're missing a limb or only have one lung. Right? An injury, a wound, is an imperfection. And yet here's Jesus in his glorified body. And he shows them the wounds which brought about his death. And that teaches us something as well. Because for you and I, we have a very shallow definition of perfection, of beauty, of goodness. And so we might see wounds as weakness or scars as a cause for shame or embarrassment. If you got a real cool story with your scar, maybe not, but otherwise, we tend not to show them off. And yet Jesus comes in to show off his scars, his wounds. Because for Jesus, they are signs of victory. Here he is alive. And the proof of his victory over death is that you can see what caused his death. Come here, Thomas, and put your finger into the holes in my hand. I'm not ashamed. I'm alive. Put your hand into my side. I've conquered death. The wounds of Jesus 
because of the resurrection, because of the power of God, are badges of victory. And so too for you and I. Because sometimes even though we have been redeemed by Jesus and raised up for new life, we are all too aware of our weaknesses and we still carry about the wounds of our sin. People ask me this all the time. They say, Father, I've confessed this sin. I know I'm forgiven, but it still bothers me so much. What should I do? Am I really forgiven? Is this just who I am? Why am I always thinking of my failures? I think there's a couple reasons why God allows us to carry those with us. And I think God does that intentionally. It's not like he forgot. Jesus did this in his healings as well. Remember the man who was paralyzed on the stretcher? And Jesus says to him, rise, take up your mat, and walk. That man had been carried on that stretcher for years. He was tied to that mat. No way does he want to take that up and carry it around with him. Healed, he wants to get up and run away. And Jesus says, take your mat with you. Not as a sign of your weakness, but as a reminder of my victory. The mat that once carried him was now carried by him. And so too with the memories of our own struggles or failures or sinfulness. Sometimes God allows us to remember those so that we won't go back there again. He allows us to feel that shame so that when we're tempted to do the same thing again, we say, no, 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 I remember that. I don't want to go there again. Sometimes he permits us to remember those, to carry around our scars so that we'll help others who are suffering or tempted in a similar way. A reminder that we needed help and care so that we should have eyes to see others who need help and care for the same reasons. But most of all, he allows us to carry around our scars. He allows us to remember our weaknesses and our wounds so that we will remember his powerful victory. Because your wounds and your scars have not defeated you, but Jesus has healed you and raised you up. You're alive to tell the tale. And in this way, we experience a little bit here on earth of the glory to be revealed in heaven. We're reminded each day, and especially on today, Divine Mercy Sunday, of the triumph of God's mercy, of the power of Jesus' cross to transform our lives. And so we recall with thanksgiving the way God has already shown us his mercy the way he's already healed us, the way he's already transformed us, the way he's already leading us to glory. And we look forward 
with great hope to the day of perfection, to the day of final and total transformation, to the day when we will be raised up in glory to live forever. Where Jesus is gone, we hope to follow. Let us continue to rejoice in the resurrection of the Lord, to experience it a little more every day in our lives, and to keep our eyes focused on the goal, to keep our eyes and hearts focused on heaven. For Jesus has unlocked the gates of heaven, thrown them open for you and I, so that we might follow him through the cross to the glory of everlasting life.